All right, guys, welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to try and make short. I always say I'm going to try and keep it short and it always seems to go longer than planned, but I'll try to keep this one a short and sweet one. So this one is going to be on willpower, but willpower versus habits. Okay, so what do I mean by this? So you always hear about when people want things in life, oh, you just, just got to want it bad enough and, you know, you just got to be super disciplined and have that ability to say no to things and temptations and just be total tunnel vision and just have that real strength through your willpower to say no. And I think it's something that's a few things. I think it's easier said than done. And I think as well, a lot of the time people will be served a lot better if they identify the habits that lead to them being put into a position that leads them to have to rely on super strong willpower. Okay. So whether you're dieting, um, for example, and trying to lose weight and stick to a calorie deficit, or if you're trying to consistently um, get to the gym, or if you're trying to save money and, you know, trying to save money to buy a property or whatever, willpower is quite a different thing to just the habits that you form to put yourself in a good position to succeed. So before I get into this episode, guys, as always, please um, make sure you follow the Coach Mark Carroll podcast and leave a five-star rating when you guys do. It helps so much. And also, if you leave a little review, it only needs a couple sentences. It also helps massively. And as always, please share to your social media um, if you enjoy my podcast, link the episode you're listening to, whether you know, you're on a walk or whatever, it always helps so much. So the support means the world. All right. Now, when we think, when we think about the things that kind of like derail us, you know, often it's going to be a standpoint of, you know, from I'll, I'll, I'll think, put it this way. Let's say the common reasons why people kind of fall off on their diet, for example. Number one, they have, you know, a lot of junk food in the house, but specific foods that they find easy to overeat and foods that their willpower is probably not as strong towards. And so when those foods are in the house, when they're tired, where then when they're hungry, it's a bit easier to have those foods or eat those foods. Likewise, let's say you've got friends that you go out with and, you know, they're, they're great friends, but every time you go out with them, it ends up being them wanting to drink alcohol and you don't want to drink alcohol. And then they buy drinks and kind of peer pressure you into drinking or likewise that friend or situation that makes you go and make a poor decision with your nutrition um, if you're eating out or something like that and, you know, you haven't prepared your food and you go to out when you're hungry in your lunch break at work to make a decision with a friend and that friend always wants you to go get McDonald's with them instead of you going to a protein salad kind of shop, things like that. Now, the difference with willpower and habits are is that, Habits can often put you in a position not to rely on willpower, okay? So willpower is 
that ability to basically say no to things, especially when you're in tempting situations. You know, if you're in a position where you absolutely love McDonald's and you're dieting and all your friends want you to go to McDonald's, so you sit down at McDonald's and they're all eating burgers in front of you and your willpower right there is to say no and I'm going to think about the big picture, I'm going to think about my my goals and all that stuff. So that's you trying to exercise your willpower. And the thing is, willpower is a lot harder to exercise than it is to potentially have the habits of recognizing situations which don't work that well for your goals and avoiding those situations. So what I mean by that is a lot of the times in life, and we've even seen this in research, is that your environment greatly dictates your ability to stick to habits. So you can be very heavily influenced by negative environments. You can also be extremely influenced positively by fantastic positive environments. Your environment matters and your actions can really be helped or hindered by what's around you, the people around you, the the situation around you. All these factors really actually help drill in your habits and drill in the success you have towards your goals. So this is why, you know, the whole saying of you're the average of the five people around you. And, you know, if you have good people around you, they will help lift you up. If you have not the best people around you, most likely they will probably bring you down. But the same kind of goes for the ability to stick to goals. So if you are always around people who don't believe in your goals or not necessarily even believe in you, like if they don't understand you or support your goals, then it's not always the best position to be around. And the thing is, let's say you go to a situation where you're trying to really get yourself healthy. You're trying to, you've got a friend who always makes you, you know, when you go out and catch up with them, they always want to go to the the worst restaurant for quality foods and calories for your goal. And that's fine at times, but sometimes you also are in a position where you really want to work on yourself. You want to improve and you want to um, finally start making a breakthrough with your results. So you go to that restaurant and you're, you're saying to yourself, you know what? I'm going to stick to my macros today. I'm going to stick to my calories. I'm going to make smart decisions. And then you get there and then your friend's just like, all right, come on, just do this. Who cares? Who cares? And you keep trying to exercise your willpower and eventually they kind of break you down. And what you then do is then you eat foods that you didn't really want to eat. You weren't even really craving it, but it was just that environment, that peer pressure from the environment you're in. You're in a place where you're used to or accustomed to eating poorly. You're in, you're associating with someone who, again, you're accustomed to making poor decisions towards your goals. So all these little things are a perfect storm towards you being an environment that will make you probably choose not the best situations or strategies for your goals. And what happens is, is that then you make those choices and then you get so frustrated and you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? Why does this happen every time? I need to have more willpower. When I see my friend, whatever his name is, Jeremy, let's say, and when I go to that McDonald's, for example, 
I need to have more willpower because I gave in today. And so next time when I go with Jeremy to McDonald's, I need to have more willpower not to eat like I did there. And the thing is, that sounds good in theory, but from what we see with research is the most effective way to avoid those situations where you really make poor decisions is to avoid being in that exact same place. So when we're in that same place that we've commonly made bad decisions, we're more likely to associate that place with bad decisions. So we're more likely to do it when we're around somebody, a person who we're commonly associate with those poor decisions. Again, we're more likely to do it. So one of the big first steps to trying to, I think, change your life positively is trying to really take control of your environment and notice where you are. What are you doing where you often make poor decisions, decisions that make you feel frustrated and feel like you let yourself down. Willpower can only get you so far, okay? And this is, again, something we see with research. I remember reading ages ago about a study, and it was on, I believe, um, in the Vietnam War when American soldiers went to Vietnam and got addicted to heroin. So when they got addicted to heroin, which obviously is not something you want to be addicted to, they noticed that when they did a study, they noticed that the people who stayed in Vietnam, who were all around people still doing heroin, the people who stayed in the area where, the environment where their drug problem started, they had a dramatically lower success rate for losing their addiction. I think about 90% of the people who tried to lose their heroin addiction in Vietnam rebounded and went back to being addicted again. Whereas when they went back to America and they got away from that environment, an environment they didn't associate drug use with, an environment they didn't have other people using drugs around them, which made made them want to do it as well, they noticed astronomically greater success rate of breaking that negative habit of obviously going towards the drugs. So what they noticed and what was clear cut with the study was, despite the drug being just as addictive, the big key for breaking that addiction was purely the location and the environment of the people around you and where you associate the beginning drug use of with. So for example, the people who started taking their drugs in Vietnam and the people who did those drugs with the people in their army with them, they had almost no ability to actually beat their addiction because they stayed there in that same environment around the same people. So all those negatives kept them addicted. Whereas once they got away from that environment, even though the drug was extremely addictive, that positive change in environment was the real home run key to beating heroin addiction. The drugs were just, just remember, the drug was addictive, whether you're in Vietnam or America. But the difference was change of location, change of environment, that change of association to that drug being in back home in America meant they lost that addiction. 
Now, this is a really extreme kind of example, but it's also important to understand because it's on a really grand level that something, you know, is not that I would know, but one of the things meant to be the hardest things in the world to beat is drug addiction. And so if we know that environment makes such a big influence on habits, then we can also use that in, that knowledge to then make decisions when you're trying to diet or stick to any goal, whether big or small, particularly, you know, we're obviously this being about training nutrition, this podcast. So that's why, again, like you can have all the willpower in the world, but if you're constantly putting yourself in that environment to be easily influenced by things that you often have said yes to in the past, it can be very hard to then continually say no. You might have the willpower to say no short term, but as you can see, and I'm sure so many of you know from experience that that willpower gets broken down if you're constantly living in that negative environment. So again, for myself, I, I've spoke about on finding your kryptonite episode about making poor decisions at night with food. And for me, I have all the willpower in the world. I have all the goals in the world. But when I make, t- when I'm really, really tired late at night, I just, just on so many occasions seem to eat mindlessly late at night. And even though I have all the willpower throughout the day and have no cravings and stuff like that for any of that food, Late at night, over and over, I kept making that those same mistakes. So what did I do? It wasn't a matter of, all right, you just need stronger willpower. That wasn't the answer. I had willpower, but no matter what, being in that environment of in my kitchen, late at night, food, it just always kept triggering the same feelings. So what's the solution? Well, it was pretty simple stop having that food in the house so by getting rid of the food in the house it allowed me to start to not associate late night with delicious foods because all of a sudden if there was no chocolate and no ice cream or whatever in the house late at night and I couldn't have those foods after a bit of time I stopped associating late night with, oh, cool, I'm tired. Now it's time to close my eyes, eat mindlessly and eat all these foods I'm going to regret in the morning. Once I got used to the change of that not being there and not being available at my house, it started to make things easier because I'm not just going to move house, obviously, because that's, you know, not not the idea, but the, the goal was what what is the easiest big bang for buck step I could take to avoiding continually going towards that negative habit. And that positive habit was literally just ensure that we stop buying food. So the habit was I wanted to do was stop buying food I knew wouldn't help me and stop buying food that I knew I would overeat. All of a sudden I stopped doing that and that I stopped providing myself the chance of having my willpower tested. So that's the thing. You'll stick to habits well and you'll be more disciplined when you stop putting yourself in a position to always have to exercise your willpower. So willpower is like a muscle that you want to use, but you want to use it only when you really, really, really need it. The less you can use your willpower, the better. The more positive places you sit, put, put, place yourself in, the better, okay? You don't want to be constantly living in an environment where your willpower has to get tested over and over and over it's inevitable you're probably going to get broken down and regret it. 
Likewise, when you're trying to save money, if you're always around people, always just want to make you spend all your money. You want to avoid that if you're trying to save. So if you're, if you have friends who always make you, you know, want to go out and party with them when you don't want to, when you want to get healthy, you want to take care of yourself. The biggest key would probably be number one, stop seeing that friend short term that is going to take a lot of the willpower away. Or if you want to keep having that relationship, of course, that's fine. But try and see that friend in a total different environment. Stop associating that friend with, you know, late night at the clubs or at a restaurant for dinner. Can you start seeing that friend at the beach, go for a swim during the day? Can you see that friend um, for a walk or get them to come to the gym with you in the morning? So you can start then associating that friend with more positive influences, you can start associating that friend with more healthier activities that actually help with your goals that you're after. And over time, you can still have that great relationship, but you stop being in a position where you have to lose out on your goals because you're so influenced by negative behavior around you. And that's the big thing. So the big part, I think, of you know my clients doing so well over the years is they do a great job, obviously, of sticking to the training plan, sticking to nutrition, but it's also trying to get away from negative influences. And a negative influence doesn't always have to be, you know, a person. It can be a place. So, you know, for me, often I've trained at lots of different gyms. There's certain gyms where you just go, I feel such a negative vibe. And so when you go there, you just have this bad association for whatever reason and you just don't train well. But then there's another gym where you just, every session, you just have amazing sessions. When you think of that gym, you just think, wow, the best sessions. So that's probably a good sign that maybe I should try to change gyms. Because, you know, just that feeling, that environment where you don't feel your best, or where then when you don't feel your best at the gym, you feel a bit more anxious. So you don't train as hard, you don't work as hard, and all these things happen. And it's kind of a chain reaction of negatives. So the same thing for pretty much all what we do. And when it comes to, you know, discipline for sticking to your training, good chance you'll be more disciplined with sticking to your training if you go to a gym which you look forward to. If you go to a gym where you have a great association, if you go to a gym where the people around you are all working hard or friendly and nice and it makes you want to be there rather than going to a, driving to a gym where you, people are rude, the staff are rude, you know, you don't have a good association, it's then very hard to then stick to that habit of going to that gym because the willpower will get you there for only so long, but the longer and longer you hate that place, the less and less you'll want to train there. So this is why. Try to think, how can I put myself in the best position to succeed, whatever the goal is? So for me, again, I often struggle because I have to do so much work on my phone for all the different things I do in my business. It always seems to go back to my phone. And then naturally you start to scroll. The best way for me to not scroll and be disciplined with my phone is to literally not have it turned on near me. Okay, so that sounds extreme. Like, oh, well, just stop scrolling. But it's just the that's what happens no matter what for me. So the best way I can do it to change um, the bad habit of scrolling is not to be, all right, let's be more disciplined when I'm on my phone. It's no, when I need to work, get the phone away from me. When I need to read, get the phone away from me. So I'm trying to change the habit dramatically by just not needing to rely on that willpower not to scroll, 
but not being placed in that position of being able to scroll when I don't want to be, when I want to be working, when I want to be doing something. So yes, inevitably, I'm probably going to scroll a little bit when I have to post something on social media, but I acknowledge that and I get in and get out. And so I do that and then I try to get back to my work. But if you're constantly living with that temptation right there in front of you next to me, then it makes it harder and harder. So guys, I hope this podcast gives you a little bit of an idea or insight into habits. If you constantly have a bad habit you don't like and you or a habit that you find is not helping you towards your goal, often the best way to improve the habit is to really identify what's going wrong and then what's the biggest change we can make. And often it's just avoiding that situation. Willpower is something, yes, that you can train to improve, but we're all human. Inevitably, willpower will only get us so far. The most powerful thing you can probably do is just put yourself in situations where you can avoid having to have your willpower tested over and over again. So I hope that helps, guys. Um, And, you know, I enjoyed these kind of podcasts and, you know, kind of giving you a bit of stuff that's always in my head you know I like talking about training and fitness and nutrition all that stuff but also these things I find just work so hand in hand with really trying to achieve amazing results with your strength fat loss body composition in general so guys as always if you're not make sure you follow me on my coach Mark Carroll Instagram um, and TikTok and our Carol performance Instagram And please leave a five-star rating, guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it out to your audience. It means a lot to me when you do, and it helps the podcast tremendously. Thanks so much as always, guys. Bye.